Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 2, Episode 3. We got a special guest with us today, Dave DeForn, a.k.a. the Scaredy Cat. He does all of our artwork and all kinds of other great stuff. Today we're talking The Punisher from 1989, directed by Mark Goldblatt. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor. The Missing Skull logo is on my shirt, McGraw. And I'm Dave DeForn. Meow. Welcome to the dumpster. You're sick. You know that, don't you? What the fuck do you call 125 murders in five years, huh? Work in progress. Before we get going, um, yeah, I just want to introduce Dave DeForn. What up, what up? So uh, Dave does all kinds of awesome artwork. He did our um, logo with the hand coming out of the trash can and stuff. He's done some awesome, um, like, cat mashups with, like, you know, Marty McFly from uh, Back to the Future and uh, Ellen Ripley from Aliens, but they're all cats. Really cool shit. The bottom line is you should go follow him on Instagram because the shit's cool. Yeah. Also, he's got a new comic book coming out called Fishtown. Dave, if you want to spit a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So, basically, I've always loved comic books growing up, and I've always wanted to write them. So, this is my take on superheroes and everything I love and hate about them all compiled into one big ball and, you know, spun out in a very zany uh, 90s fashion. Me being a 90s kid, I was very big into the big flash and ooh and ah of what 90s comics brought to the table, but refined it a little bit as I matured, as I got older. And uh, Fishtown is all that. I have characters with shape-shifting beards, laser boobs. <laughs> uh, I have... Stop, you had me at shape-shifting beards. I want to see the laser boobs. I have a... Well, and she also wears the Cyclops visor as a bra, so... <laughs> I saw this drawing now that you mentioned it. I'm almost, I'm definitely sure I saw the boob lasers. <laughs> and then uh, I've just posted today on my Instagram, I have my mock of Wonder Woman, who's a true Amazonian. She's a 400 plus pound, seven foot tall, sexy beast of muscle, and uh, she loves Snoo Snoo. So she better. If you don't get that Futurama reference, too bad. That's your fault if you don't get it. Yeah. And, you know, they battle everything from mutated bank robbers to cats with rockets on their back and they fail at it miserably uh one of the cool aspects of it is that majority of the superheroes are bought and what i mean by that is there's power plants all over the world that give power injections to the highest bidder uh and there's three tiers within that and depending on how much you could afford or the company that you work for can afford determines your power set you, you turn superpowers into a class warfare pretty much so you can get a <laughs> superman that takes it as seriously as a mall cop so you know that plays a, that plays a lot into like you know what what a hero is and what heroics mean i said restrain the criminal you melted his skull so yeah and uh it's just you know i don't know how much you guys sean and connor are uh into current comic books i talked to joe about a little earlier <clears throat> i uh, don't I, I don't run a podcast that talks about comic tv no not at all <laughs> but i'm just like i've been very upset with like the big two and 
how they've kind of dropped the ball. Yes, I feel like with the the hero genre. Yeah, we're not we're not too enthusiastic about what's going on in the big two right now because we all have event fatigue and we're tired of it. Event fatigue, re- rebooted fatigue, and uh, you know something wrong with their printers fatigue. But uh, so, <laughs> was that a doomsday clock joke? Oh, I, I, I meant the color palette. Oh, but, okay. Uh, I thought you meant something <laughs> wrong, as in they keep delaying the fucking book because it won't come out. Yeah. Well, you know, Jim Lee needs to get on schedule that's why Fucking hurry up but yeah so it's uh as heartfelt of a story as it is it has a lot of satirical uh parts that poke fun at the big two and there's a lot of easter eggs for everything uh from anime to movies to comic books as well like it's just it's everything i love all put into this one product called fishtown I was sold when you said cats with bazookas <laughs> and shape-shifting beards. Like, it's kind of stupid shit I want in my comics. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The, the Amazing Beardo is uh, one of my favorite creations. <laughs> Great name. Thank you. Yeah, definitely, man. And I'm pretty sure uh, when this episode drops, I believe the Indiegogo campaign is going to be dropping, too. So we'll definitely link to that. It will be live. So, yes, and uh, it will be Indiegogo.com forward slash projects forward slash fishtown awesome um yeah and we'll probably we'll, we're gonna link to that somewhere whether it be the instagram or the facebook or both or what have you so you guys can definitely go check that out and speaking of comic books we got a comic book movie to talk about we got one that i would argue is actually ahead of its time um i think it's way ahead of its time agreed this movie fucking rules <laughs> my memories of this movie were were the polar opposite of how i felt watching it today because i remember this movie totally differently <laughs> This movie, like, literally gave me flashbacks to fucking, like, early 90s, like, gritty Punisher comics. Yeah, man. It felt good as shit. And, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember I remember that Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. And I was like, I remember really liking that. And then Dave wanted to do it for the show. And I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. So <laughs> I popped that on today. And I was like, holy shit. This fucking movie's so good. It's held up so fucking well. It's, like ridiculous also um Dolph Lundgren is six foot five therefore making him the most frightening punisher to ever exist (laughs) man when so I popped this on today and like as soon as that new world pictures logo kicked up I was like fuck yes let's strap in for this shit I'm ready yeah this was um and I'm after re-watching this for the first time in god knows how long I will stand by my point that I don't think there's really such thing as a bad Punisher adaptation yet. Well, here, dig. <laughs> Hold on a second. The director of this film was originally going to cast Christopher Lambert <laughs> Whoa! as the Punisher. <laughs> oh my God! No, he wasn't. <laughs> and he fuck. The only reason that Christopher Lambert isn't the Punisher we have today is because he hurt his ankle or some shit and couldn't take the part and then Dolph was like yeah yeah I'll do it can you imagine that like I am going to punish the guilty <laughs> God told me to kill everybody the innocent shall not suffer any longer <laughs> I'm naked in this sewer uh, you stole the exact line I was about to say <laughs> prepare for the final combat I look like I haven't slept in two years <laughs> What I thought was awesome is uh, director Mark Goldblatt also after this movie, I felt like this was his test run for fucking Dead Heat because he also directed Dead Heat. Oh, I fucking love Dead Heat with Treat Williams and, and yes. uh, Joe Piscopo. Which is such a fun buddy cop horror movie, which is a mashup that's never been done since, I don't think. I think, but well, that so R.I.P.D. Good. bullshit, right? Is that what that was on Netflix? That's not a horror movie. That's a uh, Hollywood bullshit. I don't know. I've never even, <laughs> <laughs> I've never even seen that shit. 
Um, so yeah, so the movie kicks off. Um, okay, for I got I got a bone to pick with the score to this movie and how Robocopish it is. Not even how Robocopish <laughs> it is. It sound it's very like spooky, sp- uh, like 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 ghost story or like fantasy epic type. It's not very like. It's not like hard hitting grunt. You know how like when we when we watch The Giver and that fucking it's like industrial and like yeah. I don't know like gritty. This is like I don't know. Uh, the best way I can describe it is like again like like it was made for like a ghost movie or like or like or like a fantasy movie or something. It doesn't it doesn't fit right. Like it's not gritty enough. In my opinion, it makes me think of like you know Demolition Man or or fucking. Um... Like any of those old Schwarzenegger movies, like like the soundtracks usually associated with them. To me, I don't know. I, f- I thought it worked personally. My only gripe with it was that it just it would come in very brash. There was no like <laughs> finesse to it. Just like kicking the door open. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I dug this intro too with like like the different colored like bad oh, guys awesome. like fading yes, over things with like so the good. bullseye kind of thing going in and out. I really dug that. Uh, so should we like plot crunches real fast? Because that's pretty easy. Yeah, uh, somebody somebody want to do the honors? <laughs> hey, you know who the Punisher is? There you go. Hey, you know that Punisher guy? That's the movie. Nah, I'm kidding. There's a little more to it. This is a different. This is a weird representation of the Frank Castle, where he's this kind of manic, constantly malnourished-looking um, uh, vigilante <laughs> who sports no skull logo, and it's fine. Everyone get over it. It totally works. Yeah, and he is put in the middle of a war between the Yakuza and the local mafia. And that's basically it. You know what? That guy that's doing that fucking campaign to remove the uh, the uh, rat at the end of Departed, why doesn't someone make a fucking campaign to put the skull on Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fight the good fight, people. What's wrong with you? One of the most impressive parts I thought about this movie was how not inspired it was by the source material, but how much closer it got to any other Punisher adaptation. It kind of works for me in that department because I, yeah. I think Frank Castle's a very malleable character provided you stay within a certain curriculum and you kind of maintain his pillars. I thought this one, like, was... I think it predates Ennis's run on Punisher Max, but, like, yeah. Punisher Max really took him to the street and put him against, you know, mobster or criminal and took that whole super aspect out of it. And that's what I liked about this movie. Yeah. More so than anything. Yeah, he looks like everything he has is either handmade or just in crude condition, and his operation is completely shoestring. You know, the Punisher is always one of those characters that, you know, it's it's a weird, you know, thing that I'll compare him to, but he's kind of like Batman with guns. Like, you know, Batman won't kill people, but he has, like, this very serious moral compass. And Frank Castle also, like, while he does constantly murder people, it's it's always <laughs> criminals. It's always bad people. And, like, he has this whole thing about, like, hey, I do it to the people that deserve to die because justice isn't being handed out. If you need a crash course in the uh, moral ground of Punisher, just watch Daredevil Season 2. There's an excellent sequence in that show. Well, my, my point is that he is one of those characters that I feel like over the years has been pretty consistent about what he is fucking trying to do. And I, yes. I, I kind of respect that for a character except when he was given holy ak-47s oh fuck i forgot about that or when he became frankenstein (laughs) (laughs) no frankencastle is one of the best punisher runs i stand by that (laughs) yeah he also has like a bunch of like like connor was saying like homemade weapons in this movie and there's like totally knives with like skulls at the end of them which i have to ask how he gets those made because it doesn't look like he has the uh it doesn't look like he has any income coming in is shakes fucking sculpting them in the fucking sewer somewhere like oh yes uh, i made a knife and then it 
took someone's... <laughs> was that that guy's name? Yeah. I made a knife and it took someone's life because everything I say ends in a rhyme. <laughs> Do you have the time? <laughs> Holy shit, I did not pick up on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just like, this guy just called himself the thespian, so that's what I wrote down the entire movie. <laughs> Wait, a what? What did you What did you just say? Actor man. They just expected you to put two and two together when you saw the remote control car, so... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking died when that part happened. Fucking Optimus Prime rolled up with a beer. Frank's got stock in fucking Tyco. <laughs> But like, uh, we're a little ahead of ourselves there, but we're, we'll trust us. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But yeah, so like the beginning of the movie, like I, I couldn't find her name on the IMBD, but I don't know how you guys felt about the bootleg Reba McIntyre outside of the courthouse. <laughs> oh, boy. Gave the interview to the mobster. Oh, you mean mobster Tony Mobface? Who then incited violence publicly in the news outlet yeah <laughs> as he just got out of jail hi my name's dino moretti and i just got acquitted because this is america and crime doesn't pay fuck you bye he's like yeah i'll show the punisher what it means i'll show the punisher what it means to be punished gabagoo and then get into his car <laughs> <laughs> and then in broad daylight out of complete punisher fashion there's frank castle in front of the <laughs> courthouse in, there in his punisher costume <laughs> yeah on his bike <laughs> Nobody goes, hey, what's with the guy in the black over there with the fucking guns on his back? I bring up the fact that Dolph Lundgren is six foot five for another reason, because you would fucking see this dude. He's a giant in all black clothing who looks like he might cause some trouble. And he has a painted beard. Who's that guy over there with the fucking Halloween makeup on? Looks like fucking Red Skelton, like, doing a hobo routine. He's been hanging around the courthouse for a few hours. Nobody can get a read on him. Uh, and then this movie has probably the shortest time between opening of the movie and Frank killing people, I think, in every adaptation so far. Oh, it was like three three minutes and 40 seconds in, he's already killing someone. Yeah, man. Yeah, and he, he fucking Batmans them. Like, he hits them from vents. He hits them from top of staircases. You don't ever see him. Oh, it's great. He fucking... So you just... So you don't even see him. Like, you see him in the background of the first shot, but, like, this Dino Marietti guy, he, yeah, he's a crime boss. He he gets to his mansion. He's like, all right, boys, break out the fucking champagne. It's time to celebrate. By the way, check the house. And then all we see is like Dolph's feet come in a window. And I'm like, oh, shit, here it comes. Don't forget the music. Yeah, don't forget the fucking Sinatra. Put it on. <laughs> and then this dude, like, they're like checking the house. And he walks into this mirror room. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Like a closet or something? That was odd. The ex-wife demanded it. The fucking orgy room. He he thinks he hears something, so he checks a closet. He opens it. No human being on earth would fit in this closet. No, it's like stocked with like a bunch of like hats and shit. It's just shelves with like shoes and hats and just like there's no room for someone to stand. Uh, no, not at all. And then that dude goes to leave and just a hand comes from down from a vent and stabs him in the chest. And then the second person, he slits their throat. And then the third person immediately kills him with a noose. Kicks him off a fucking railing. <laughs> Let me say something about this movie and people with concealed bladed weapons. Yo, I love it. <laughs> Everybody's got one. Everyone's got dead aim precision with fucking throwing knived objects. Everyone's got a pointy thing that pops out of a shoe or a wrist or their bracelets or their earrings. Everyone in this movie has bladed projectiles. I fucking love it, dude. And, and people throw dude, knives left and right. We are throwing knives all over the place, and I kind of love it. And no one misses. The lost art of knife throwing in action movies, this one takes the fucking cake. It's like the, it's like the secret technique among the fucking criminal undergrounds. Like, how's your <laughs> knife throwing skills? Right in your neck. That and his, his boots look like something from an industrial festival, because... Why would you have giant reflective metal on your heel and toe <laughs> of the boot 
when you're trying to be conspicuous. They look like the Stompers from the Mario Brothers movie. That's what they look like. <laughs> yeah, or, or whatever the manager wore at Hot Topic back in 2000. <laughs> mm, and those, and I'm sure they cost $75. Um, he, I like how he was trying to be conspicuous whilst wearing all black, looking like shit, riding a motorcycle in broad daylight. Well, he also stares the reporter right in the face as the house blows up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he fucking kicks this guy off the railing. And j- let me tell you about the – I, I want to talk about the fucking uh, gratuitous violence in this movie. It's wonderful. This movie <laughs> is incredibly violent. Um, Whether somebody's getting thrown off of something or stabbed or shot, we got squibs going off. We got fucking blood shooting out of people's mouths. We got fucking stab wounds the whole fucking nine yards. Um, We got impalements. We got multiple impalements. We got – all kinds of wonderful uh, gore. We have people being impaled and then used as a tool. He takes all these yes men or, or wise guys. Yeah, or the, yeah, the wise guys out. And then he goes after the Don, and then it just cuts to the outside, right? And you're like, oh shit, he's getting the Don. And they hear, I guess, like the news crew is like right around the corner because they hear gunfire and they like run up to the house. And they're like, oh shit, get a fuck, get get the house, shoot the house. And then all of a sudden the fucking house explodes. <laughs> well, yeah. no, no, first, first the door kicks open and it's the Punisher standing in the doorway covered in flames. They're like, there he is, there he is. And then the house fucking implodes. First he stumbles out with the, the skull knife in his back and he hits the ground. Then Frank steps out and then he doesn't, no human being could escape the house in the time we get, okay? He- hey, hey, you know who could survive that, Connor? Dr. Angelo and fucking Peter. <laughs> yes, yes, they could have, because they were fine with C4 going off all around them. Just duck and cover. What's another Punisher explosion? It's fine. Yeah, and then, like, Frank looks at the press and just takes two steps out of the doorframe, and the house blows up. He's just like, hey, press, fuck you. Bye. Hey, yeah, press. I'm, I'm the Punisher. Bye. Uh, I constantly sound like I just woke up from a long nap. <laughs> Why do it's all this black shit all over my face? <laughs> Someone contoured my cheeks. I'm really lacking in B12 right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got a fucking peanut butter and jelly or some graham crackers? Can I please have a meal that that's hot and ready? Um. So then after the, the house blows up, we get this uh, fucking tracking shot in the sewers and fucking Dolph's narration. Tell me, God, why did the guilty keep living and the innocent don't or something? <laughs> Being naked in the sewers is part of my mantra. <laughs> Seeing the silhouette of my ball sack is before the credits. It's really cold down here. I don't know why I keep doing this. Look at my candle-lit ass cheeks glistening in the sewer gaslight. And he's just like, I don't know, he's just fucking brooding to himself. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's brooding and talking to himself, and then like we see like... Uh, like a flashback because he's having like memories of his wife and kids dying in like a, a car explosion. Woo! This was funny. Well, yeah, he just got off the set of Miami Vice and he was like, <laughs> fuck, they're going to kill my family. <laughs> Book him, Dano. Kaplooey. Oh, no, save family. <laughs> oh, wait, that was Hawaii Five-0? Yeah, my bad. Fuck that one up. Um, And in, in this flashback, his his wife and kids just get into a car and the car just explodes. You don't see who set this up or why it explodes. And then he runs up next to the car and then it blows up again. The thing I like about this movie is we never find out who the fuck killed Frank's family. Nope. It's just like, I don't know, some bad guys. I mean, it's heavily implied that it's one character, but... Uh, we'll get to that. 
but I, I have an argument. Well, I thought it was the guy he killed in the beginning, and then the reason why the rest of the movie happens is because of the kids. Oh, is that why? Oh, maybe it is him. Okay, all right. That's how I took it, because that's what the guy got. He got acquitted for not killing his family. That's why. That's what I thought. Maybe I. Oh yeah, you're right. Actually, I forgot about that. Actually, yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. I thought he was. No, they they closed that plot hole like immediately. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was like Punisher. Like he was like killing. Is it though? No, because he's been killing people for like five years. Yeah, but no, Dave's right because in the beginning they have that that scene with this news reporter talking about Frank Castle's family being killed five years ago and, yeah. and the guys being acquitted. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I messed. I fucked that up. Yeah, you, you're right. <laughs> right over my head. Cause <laughs> so yeah, and then like the rest ensues because you know they put the uh, moral compass of the children in them. So he's like, oh fuck, now I have to do this. I gotta do it for the kids. <laughs> I was really looking forward to being naked in the sores for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> These goddamn children interrupting my personal time. <laughs> I'll let you know when my vengeance is is repaid or whatever. <laughs> So so after the sewers and, and the little flashback, we fucking go back to the house, uh, Don Moretti's house. And Lou Gossett Jr.'s there. Oh, he's there for sure. He's like, he's like, God damn it, it's fucking 3 a.m. He's like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, he's getting hounded by, like, uh, uh, these news reporters. They're like, oh, Mr. Mr. Breck, what's his name? Uh, Berkowitz. Berkowitz, yeah. He's like, oh, Mr. Berkowitz, uh, what happened with the thing? And did he explosion to punish a question mark? And he's like, get the fuck out of my face. It's too early. Bye. And then uh, a character who might as well not exist uh, steps forward and she's like, hi, I'm your new partner. I'm going to leave soon and then not show up again for half an hour. Her name is Sam Leary and I'm not exactly sure what, yeah, what's the point of this character? She like comes in, she's like, I think the Punisher is Frank Castle or whatever. They needed a reason for them to have the gambling scene and she was the undercover agent for that scene. So. <laughs> I didn't even know she was in that scene. I was going to say, because, like, in her one scene where she's like, I have an idea, and fucking Berkowitz is like, it's a stupid idea, and just sits down. Her character basically exists so that she can ask Berkowitz all the questions about the plot so that he can tell the audience. Exposition. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's an exposition bumper. She was like, remember, I was the hooker. Oh, my God. Yeah, she does say that. <laughs> And Berkowitz just looks at her, like, dead-eyed, and it's just like, okay. You a real fucking plot device, you know that? He goes, okay, detective. <laughs> <laughs> right. It just takes two steps away. They say here that this Frank Castle was an ex-cop, um, which is a bit of a departure from the comic, because uh, he's usually an ex-soldier, um, and that him and Berkowitz were partners for a while. And then I guess, who is this guy? Like, the commissioner or the chief comes up? He's like, he's like, ah, oh, we gotta wrap this up. He's like, we gotta get this fucking Punisher guy. We got <laughs> we got orders from the mayor to kill him? Yeah, do it. Just shoot him right there. Don't arrest him. Yeah, no, that's what he says to Lou Gossett Jr. And Lou Gossett Jr. is like... He also says, like, Frank Castle's dead. Move on. Which, I didn't understand how that, like paired because he doesn't know frank is the punisher yet they know that uh gossip jr thinks frank is the punisher because that's why he's been like you know kind of uh black sheep in the forest because they're like this fucking idiot keeps thinking that frank is doing this when frank is dead well yeah i mean berkowitz is head of the fucking punisher task force he's like basically commissioner gordon <laughs> one man army <laughs> where that's where the skull is it's on top of the fucking police station and it shines into the sky he just has all these random shells he's like i got this in all of these <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was like shouldn't those be in evidence bags <laughs> yeah, right and what he's just handling them without gloves or anything in a fucking gross box in his desk after frank kills uh 
you know, these mobsters. We, we get introduced to the next set of fucking antagonists. This uh, piece of shit Franco who's flying in into fucking Miami. Who's publicly interviewed by the news as a mobster. Yeah. <laughs> Don't pay any mind that this is a affiliated mob member and coming over to take over the mob boss that just was killed. Let me get you on the 5 o'clock news. <laughs> well, we don't have him on anything, so he can't go to jail, basically. And like, how you doing, Mr. Mob Guy? You can't prove I did nothing. Feels good to be back in the USA. Excuse me. I'm with my kid. Thank you. Watch. He does a, he does a magic trick. <laughs> this kid's like fucking mistake. You're, urine Crab is this guy's name, and he's like fucking Icelandic? And he slips sliding in and out of this fucking Italian accent. He he tries to stay like a fucking wise guy gabba gabba yabba yabba, you know, the fucking mob talk, and it sometimes just I'm like, where are you from? Uh, talking to these other, like, pencil-necked fucking mob leaders, all these guys look very non-threatening. <laughs> they look like office workers who are on lunch. <laughs> well, then, do you blame Franco for, like, because he has this whole plan where he wants to, like, end the family and territory system, and he's talking to one of his fucking uh, henchmen about it, and, and it's like you see these other guys that are his competition, and like Connor said, they're a bunch of fucking wet blankets. They are, they're, they're just like, yeah, what are we going to do with the Punisher? Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, wait, did his son thing happen already? Yeah, that was prior to that meeting. That's where he just meets with his buddy, and he's like, this is the plan. Yo, go get some cheesecake, kid. Oh, all yeah, right. that's This right, is that's what right. we're doing. <laughs> show, show, I'm paying all that money for that fucking Juilliard school. Show him the quarter trick. I can do it with a $10 bill, too. <laughs> Why don't you go fuck yourself, little Tommy, okay? Get out of here. I only love you when it's convenient. This is 1989. $10 is a lot. It's a full tank of gas. Buys a lot of cheesecakes. How dare you waste that money on that dumb trick. My daddy's not a mobster. <laughs> yeah, oh God. We don't even get that. Those kids' voices sound like fucking post. Like they had, they were added in post because that girl does not sound like it's coming out of her mouth at all. She's dubbed for sure. But uh, <laughs> So right after this, we get introduced to Shakes and he's like in a bar somewhere. He's just like this old, disheveled, ratty looking fucking British guy. And he's, like, in this bar next to this dude, this, like, uh, the sports bar. And he's, like, talking to this guy. Now, this guy talks in rhyme. And I don't exactly remember what the fuck he says to this guy. But he's, like, he's basically, like, uh, do you have a dollar you can spare for your uh, local thespian? And the guy's, like, what? A, a thespian? A what? what the fuck's a thespian? <laughs> and he's, like, an actor, sir. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Here's your dollar. Bye. And then the fucking <laughs> the bartender's like, get the, hey, Anthony, get this piece of shit out of here. The, the shot of the bartender was like, I don't know why he was squinting so hard. <laughs> and like, so aggressively at the camera. He was trying to kill him with his eyes. He looks like a Punisher villain. <laughs> he does. Well, he looks like a Dick Tracy villain, so he looks like a Punisher villain. Exactly. He looked like the poor man's Joe Cabot. Oh, and his fucking mean-ass eyebrows. And then Shakes gets, uh, Shakes. Shake? Shakes? Shake or Shake? Okay. Yeah, he gets he jumps off the springboard out the door. Yeah, he gets tossed out in his ass. And then we're introduced to the remote control uh, 18-wheeler with a fucking bottle of booze in the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are we... Like, the Punisher has a fucking... Like a gaggle of RC cars that he keeps in the sewer, <laughs> and, and he like drives this fucking RC car with a bottle of whiskey on it over to Shakes. He's like, "Hey, you were supposed to be here a half hour ago. Where were you? Three hours ago." Yeah, it probably took Frank longer to set this shit up than it did to actually <laughs> drive to the fucking bar. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. He's like, "Well, Shake is late, so I might as well go to the toy store." <laughs> 
might as I might as well turn this into a thing. He goes to like the clerk at Toys R Us. He's like, "You think I could put a beer bottle on the back of this and drive it around?" How much weight does this RC car carry <laughs> exactly? <laughs> I need to hold at least at least sixteen ounces. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask my manager. I'm not really sure. Well, I got the bottle right here. Are you Are you Frank Castle? <laughs> Who's Frank Castle? Just leaves. What's a Punisher? I don't have a skull on my shirt. Do you see a skull? I'm no Punisher. You have makeup on your face. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It's my beard or whatever. <laughs> Depending on how much I'm sweating is how much beard I have. <laughs> Sir, your beard's running. It's supposed to be like grime that's attached to his five o'clock shadow, but it's perfectly contoured along his cheekbones and just his upper lip. Like it doesn't exist anywhere else. It's like half ass skeleton makeup. Well, no, I mean like, I don't know if any of you guys have ever used like beard dye, but it like leaves like a stain on your skin for like a day. And that's what his face looks like the entire time. <laughs> it's like he had no hair and just put beard dye on his face. And it slowly faded as the movie progresses. Uh, so he sends his fucking truck out, remote control truck, and then Shake gets the bottle, and then they have some kind of intel exchange. Uh, Shake is this movie's uh, hobo micro, more or less, without the technical skills. Pretty much. And the whole point of that scene was just for Frank to get information on the the drug drop yeah so there's a huge deal going down now that he's taken out a bunch of the uh big mob bosses so now they're all getting together to like make a big deal all the feuding families like start to get together at to do like big drug deals and fucking shakes is just like well mr p the down at the docks bye and then uh dolph lundgren goes off to fucking head him off so then we get our first big fucking shootout of the movie which is so fucking cool this is fucking glorious uh and also features uh like frank just shows up to this thing first i i only saw him have a crossbow i was like what the fuck are you gonna do with that and he sh- and he shocked the shit out of me with what he could do with that well the scene opens with like the wise guys like one's one dude's in a car and like and, like, two dudes are on the boat or whatever. There's, like, a shit ton of people, right? There's, like, $500 million worth of fucking drugs, like, down in a in a truck. And uh, all the family's working together, so they, like, start fighting with each other. And the guy's like, hey, you fucking idiot, you can't fucking use a radio or whatever. And he's like, I'm gonna shoot you. You motherfucker. You motherfuck you. You motherfuck you. And <laughs> Joe he... Pesci's there. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Pesci's in <laughs> this gaggle of guys. Uh, so, uh, so dude breaks him up, and he's like, hey, cut the horse shit or whatever. And he calls some dude on a radio. <laughs> and he's like... It's like, what you got? Bad kidneys. I gotta go to the bathroom. Not even. The first guy's he's like, hey, hey, everything okay? And he's like, what? He's like sitting in a truck. And he's like, what? Everything's fine. And then a fucking katana comes through. Katana flies through the windshield. And impales this fucking guy. And I was like, holy shit, Frank's got katanas too. Again, another <laughs> example of people's proficiency with airborne bladed objects. This thing goes in like a fucking javelin. It perfectly right to the fucking window. It doesn't shatter. It makes a one, not tiny little hole and gets him right in the chest. <laughs> oh, it's 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 wonderful. Also, who threw that thing? The Incredible Hulk? Like, <laughs> how the fuck do you throw it that hard? I think it was like jab through. It's just that it's just that sharp. Or do they have like a gun that just shoots swords? No, that's that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh my god, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I see you brought a sword to a gunfight with my gun shoots swords. Um, so then we get to the guy with the bad kidneys, and yeah, uh, it, yeah, it gets a static check, and then boom, two fucking shots right to the back, and then he does a, gra- a fantastic railing stunt. He's like, I gotta take a piss. Boom, boom. Well, no, well, pr- prior to that, they, uh, they take over the boat. You see oh, yes. the first, where the Asians are dressed as... The, the frogmen. Uh, you know, like the sea police, and then they take over... <laughs> sea police! 
face. <laughs> I was so fucking confused during the scene, and then I realized, oh wait, I'm supposed to be confused. I thought I yeah. had missed something. I thought Punisher was working with like somebody else, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Or is that like Frank coming out of the water? <laughs> like it's a lot of chaos followed by like lots of shooting. Uh, so yeah, this fake Coast Guard shows up and they just start murking these dudes left and right. It's just it, all of them do horrible jobs. They just get murdered left and right, tossed into the ocean, stabbed, shot. I think you're glossing over this a little too much. <laughs> and then they take some of their outfits too because when they first pull up, they're in the costumes of the other people that they killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And someone jumps out of the water and throws these two little spiked balls at people and kills them. Uh, they look like, what is that, like minesweeper things? They like throw it? It like a sea urchin. Yeah. They look like underground, <laughs> yeah, they look like uh, aquatic mines. Somebody gets a, fu- uh, yeah, fucking uh, 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 depth charges. Yeah. And it, and it looks like somebody gets a fucking dart, like right to, like a harpoon to the side of the head. Oh, yeah. And he fucking falls over the railing. There are so many deaths in the scene, I lost count, and I was just, I had a fucking grin on my face. Oh, don't worry, because I have every Punisher kill count from every one of his on-screen appearances for the end of this episode. Ooh, that's going to be a, that's a, that's a fucking that's a nice furniture sweet well that and it it, it carries on throughout multiple scenes in this film but all the art of ninja that these yakuza practice they then show their face every time (laughs) when they're about to kill someone yeah they all take their masks off (laughs) all the time just to let you guys know let the viewers know that it's uh the yakuza not frank castle and then, Fra- and then it just like cuts to Frank, and he's like in a bird's nest somewhere, and he's like, he's like, oh, I, I brought my, I brought my crossbow. Everybody's dead already. He's like, I came grossly under-equipped. <laughs> <laughs> he's just sitting there. He's I, like, wait, who? Are, I lost track of all the heads here. Who the hell's who? I brought piss to a shit fight. Time for a zip line. <laughs> Dude, this zip line was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, but how did it say taunt? I, I had the same thought, and I just kind of went with it. What is it anchored to? Well, it, the the body in the car makes sense, but, like, Duff Lundgren's a big dude. He's yeah. Have to, <laughs> he would have to anchor that very well. And since he was pr- previously shot at, I don't see where he anchored it. I don't know, dude. He, like, panics and, like, <laughs> shoots his crossbow into this fucking Asian man into a van and then fucking zip lines, guns blazing down this fucking <laughs> thing. <laughs> Mowing people down. It's <laughs> glorious. And this dude's body is just stuck to the fucking truck the whole time, <laughs> anking, acting as an anchor point. It's ridiculous. I just have in capital letters, shoot out, because <laughs> he's running around with a fucking shotgun, blowing people away. And a- He does get shot in this scene, though. Which then is followed by his self-branding. Yeah, I thought he got a knife thrown at him. <laughs> no, he jumps on the van. Uh, because Okay, so he fucking kills everybody. And then the van's getting away with the drugs in it that the Yakuza wanted. So he jumps on the back of the van and then climbs up, hangs around the fucking side of the van, and throws a knife into the driver's throat. <laughs> yeah, because he's driving with the window open for yeah. convenience. <laughs> it's a nice night, man. It's fucking, it's August. <laughs> Dog days of summer. <laughs> Gotta smell that salt water there. Look, the Oceanside breeze is really nice, okay? Just taking in the smell of the ocean, that's all. So the fucking dude dies and the van falls into the, you know, drives off the pier into the, uh, whatever that is, the the bay. Yeah, and, um, and then Frank rolls off and then fucking we meet Lady Tanaka. She shows up and fucking, uh... Throw, she fucking shanks him in the in the arm, right? And he goes flying off the dock. Yeah, and then they shoot up the water. Well, you get you get the cop scene where they're like pulling the the truck out of the water, and they're like, "This was all just mobsters versus mobsters." And he's like, "Really? There's a skull on this knife." 
<laughs> You're calling me fucking crazy? What's stopping any other criminal from just fucking, like, making their own and just leaving these at crime scenes and pinning them on fucking Punisher? <laughs> I don't think so. anything. He just brings it from crime scene to crime scene. He's like, look what I found. They're, they're, they're calling in the station. They're like, hey, is that knife on his desk? Check to see if that knife's on his desk. <laughs> That's my letter opener. Also, there's no such thing as petty crime. Only serious mobs-related crime exists. So after the crimes, you know, Lou Gossett Jr.'s there, and he's fucking walking around, whatever, whatever. And then uh, we cut to the next wise guy meeting, and it's... Uh, what the fuck's his name? Oh, Franco? Franco, Franco. Yeah, Don Franco's there, and he's, like, with all the other mob bosses. And he's like, it was the Yakuza. And the guy's like, Yak? What What the fuck is a y- well, Yakuza? What the hell is a yak and a yak? I don't know. Yeah. Don't talk back, you fuck. And he's like, what, what are you talking about? They're fucking Asian gangsters. What are they doing in America? He's like, I don't know. And then Lady Tanaka comes in. She's like, uh, hello, boys. Um, you're going to give us 75% of all your profits or we're going to kill you. Uh, and then pencil neck number one walks up and gets his hand broken. Yeah, this guy's got such a big fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and is frequently shown up by whoever he's yelling at. And she, like, breaks this dude's hand. Another thing of note here is that she has this uh, mute American adopted daughter with her. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, I don't know if she ever gets a name. I don't know if you guys caught it. I have no idea what her name is. I just put mute, mute white lady. No. Another ninja, though, that reveals her identity immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, the funniest thing is the move that she does to that that gangster is like Krav Maga move, which is what they teach police to restrain assailants. <laughs> and they just, so like it was just hilarious seeing it because she just whips his wrist around his back, and then you don't even you wouldn't even break his arm that way. But they made it for the movie for it to break because all it does is like dislocate the shoulder. And I was just like, they did a lot of research for this film. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, she like she like squeezes and then his whole arm breaks or something. I swear they just like went to a library and looked up Asian culture in an encyclopedia and was like, all right, we got enough. We got enough. We can, this <laughs> makes sense. They got tattoos on the backs. They looked at the word Yakuza and called it a day. All the while, Frank is like listening in the fucking Ninja Turtle sewer den. What the fuck? How did he, where did he, when did he bug this place? Where is he and where? how is he getting the fucking <laughs> bug down there? Like what is happening? He just has a can in the corner of the room attached to a string that goes all yes. the way through the sewer into his can. It's, it's, it's like 17 miles of string running through the city. I have a lot of spare time. <laughs> I ran it through all the different places so I can listen. I'm really surprised that no one's come across it so far, because that's a lot of twine. <laughs> Campbell's cans work the best. Stole these from a homeless man. And Tanaka, she's basically just like during the scene, she uh, she threatens all the mobsters. You know, she, she breaks that guy's arm or whatever, and she's like, oh, you know, if, if you're not going to listen to me, like we have other ways of making you do it. And they're all like, ah, yeah, piss off. Like, we're not going to listen to you. And cut to... Is this the slam cut of kidnappings? Yeah. Well, kidnappings and murder. <laughs> oh, my God. This is wonderful. The fu- the camera pushes into this room, and there's, like, this nanny with, like, a fucking, like, cuddle panda. And these two kids sit on the floor. <laughs> and she's like, this is fucking... This is panda bear, and he's a happy bear. What do you kids think of that? And they're like, we love him. <laughs> and then the door gets kicked open, and she gets fucking shot right through the fucking panda bear you know what the best part is about that though i've just had this thought that that was cynthia nixon from fucking baby's day out and i'm just (laughs) smiling ear to ear (laughs) wasn't she a double agent though in that movie we were talking about oh no i i 
I appear to have been shot. <laughs> I was shot through the panda bear. Oh, oh God, I'm going to die. My favorite part about this scene is that there's like squibs in the panda bear. So when it's shot, <laughs> blood immediately bursts out of the front of it. Yeah. Congratulations, Yakuza. You killed the only living stuffed panda. <laughs> Um, it's, it's just like lots of shots of, yeah, like of like disembodied arms just grabbing kids and then fucking, uh, uh, Franco's son goes to get a new car and then like the door opens and a Yakuza just pulls him in in broad daylight. Tommy. Yeah, he's like, hey, is this Pauly? Nope, Yakuza, and pulls him into the fucking stretch limo. Weren't ready for this magic trick, were ya? <laughs> Court is not gonna save you now. I, I made your dad disappear. <laughs> you made my dad disappear? <laughs> Look what you did, you little jerk. Kid's having a blast the whole time. He's like, joke's on you. I don't like my dad at all. Cue the Christmas music. So then this is when the the Spespian tells Frank about the kids being captured. He's like, <laughs> I don't care. And he's like, you got to do it for the kids. Oh, okay. And this is what this is the part that I really noticed he was talking in rhyme because he's like, if you if we don't save the children, they won't do the time. And if we don't get the crime, then the people will get away. And then that won't be good for the day or some shit. <laughs> I literally cannot believe I missed that. Yeah, I was like, what? I, I did not catch that once. I noticed it the second oh, yeah. time around because I went back and kind of skimmed through it again just to keep it fresh. And I was like, is he talking in rhymes? Yeah. Whole time. And he's like, come on, come on, Mr. P. You got to save the children. And Frank doesn't bat an eye. <laughs> but then again, I think he's I think this Frank kind of just goes in and out every now and then. Like he just kind of like takes a little mini nap in between like, you know, not killing people. <laughs> I think it's the fumes in the sewer. He's also like, I'm so malnourished right now that... Hate is only the thing keeping me going. I just want a sandwich. You wouldn't happen to have any, like, just peanut butter or crackers on you, would you? I need a fucking stack or two. I, I haven't seen the sun in eight days. You also get this, uh, you get this quick scene back at the police station where, uh, fucking Leary is talking to Berkowitz about, ah, you know, if I'm on the computer, we can, uh, we, we can locate him, because he's gotta live somewhere. We can triangulate the thingamajig in this old DOS computer. You can use a computer to do that? Can't wait to fucking see it. He's like, I've looked up, down, left, and right, and she's like, you haven't looked under. And we don't return to that plot point for quite a while. <laughs> I just love the idea that she's like, I have this cool high-tech idea, watch this, and he's like, just taps the board, he's like, your idea's stupid. <laughs> yeah, his board with like a hundred fucking red pins on. He's like, I've been, I've been keeping track of all the murders <laughs> and not doing much. Of, my wife left me. So after after the the kids get kidnapped, you get another scene of the the uh, the mobsters. Except now all the fucking cigarette smokes filling the room because they're all stressed out. Oh yeah, they're eating Chinese food. <laughs> Or whatever. <laughs> they got shawarma or some shit. And they're like, what the fuck are we going to do about the Yakuza? Yeah, Franco conveniently knows this fucking woman's whole backstory. Yeah, he's like, he's like hey, you guys, sit down, guys. Let me give you an exposition dump. This is where he <laughs> drops the knowledge, like, yeah, her, her brother, this is what happened. Her twin brother. Yeah, her twin brother ratted them out and took some money from the Yakuza. And then she brought him home and made him dinner and then slit his throat. And he's like, well, what the fuck does that mean? And he's like, nothing. We can't do anything to hurt this woman. <laughs> I really wanted to quote, like, Dragon Ball Z at Bridge and go, like, how do you know the parts you weren't there for? <laughs> yeah. Which is all of them in this instance. <laughs> and he's like, well, what are we gonna do about it? And, all like, the smart guys are like, oh, we're gonna go to the meeting and, you know, just talk it out or whatever. Like, I could live on 25%. <laughs> and Franco's like, 
we're going to war. And they're like, yeah, you you do that, Franco. Bye. This was a very confusing choice on the, the, the writer's part to name this character Franco and then have Frank Castle. Like, I mean, I get people have similar names, but, like, this is hard to fucking talk about. Well, fr- well, Franco's his last name. I don't remember his first name. Well, his first name is Johnny. Yeah, Gianni, or it's supposed to be Gianni. They, uh, he, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to war, and then disappears for a little while. <laughs> well, that, that whole plot. <laughs> Of them going to the meeting isn't for like another half hour till they pick back up on it. That's right. Because after this, he's like, "All right, I'm gonna do it for the kids." <laughs> yeah. it, goes the, it goes to the gambling scene where the detective comes back in her cocktail dress, which you don't know until uh, Gossip Junior gets there, and he's like, "Oh, okay, that was the girl in the black cocktail dress," because they only show the back of her head. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's why I didn't grab that. Okay. I think real quick, don't we go to the Yakuza hideout first to see the kids? Oh, yeah, we go to Brown's daycare. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Steve Brule's there in the corner with a fucking microphone looking for candy. Shush, shush, shush. Yeah, you have this scene where the kids are all, like, uh, uh, in, in basically in a pen, and fucking Tanaka comes in there with her daughter and her fucking henchmen, and uh, she just starts handing candy to the kids, like, trying to play, like, fucking, like, she's their, uh, you know, caretaker or something, like, demented shit here you go take this it's not poison i swear yeah she's trying to comfort them i guess do you think they're poison they probably are poison right this little girl's like i miss my mom and they're like she's like it'll be okay and she like wipes her tears away and then like gives her a candy she's probably got a sleep uh you know sedative in it or something oh god yeah franco's kid this this little kid's got some fucking balls on him i gotta tell you something he runs over and like pushes over lady tanaka and he's like get away from her man and <laughs> this yakuza a guy picks him up and throws him into a fucking folding chair <laughs> and then they're like yeah fuck you you little shit then Tanaka goes to leave and uh, you know there's still two uh, Yakuza bodyguards this kid picks up the folding chair and fucking racks this dude in the back and then gets fucking biffed right in the mouth he's like I've seen WWF on TV he gets his fucking clock clean dude <laughs> ultimate warrior's my hero <laughs> And then, and then they just pick him up and like put him in like a separate cell, like by himself. They just they just scruff him and take him out of the room. <laughs> it was fucking so satisfying. Now we get to the underground fucking gambling scene, dude. I didn't even so, okay. So like Dave was like you guys were saying like I didn't even realize that there was like this undercover operation this chick was running. Oh, I had no idea either. I missed this entirely. No, I thought it was just like. Oh, here's some bad guys, and I'm gonna go take them out. Yeah, that's the only reason why there's that useless shot of the girl in the cocktail dress, like going into it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Because I, I was sitting there thinking, Wait, is that the detective? Is it not? And then it like, I, I kind of came to the same conclusion. But it is kind of like you really got to be paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into the gambling scene, I want to talk about the song that's being played over this scene. <laughs> oh shit! What is the song? I can't remember. Okay, I don't know about you guys. But is this the same fucking guy who sings that shitty dinosaur song from Tammy and the T-Rex? It could be. Um, he sounds like this, and he's singing songs about gambling <laughs> or some shit. All my lyrics are very literal. Yeah, do the dinosaur. Feel the rumble. Feel the roar. Dance to the music of the dinosaur. It's got to be him. I don't know what the fuck his name is. 
Uh, I forgot what it was. Rumpelstiltskin. Have we just basically established that he's like some gruff voice Randy Newman who just like sings about what he sees? <laughs> Pretty much. Everybody's gambling sexy time in the <laughs> underground place. Oh, here comes a guy with a gun. Uh-oh. Look out for Mr. P. And there's also so, uh, so many other weird elements to that scene because like as soon as it goes past the detective in the cocktail dress it shows this like weird interpretive dance happening between these two topless women and this guy who clearly doesn't know how to dance on stage and then they pan over to the left and there's this muscular woman flexing (laughs) it's like a burlesque show and and there's a guy there's a guy at the bottom like yeah i'm into this yeah He's my fucking making it rain ones, baby. What, what's this room for? Debauchery of all kinds. Here's a re- here's a red chip. <laughs> I guess that's what they're trying to illustrate here. Like, yeah, let's get fucking kooky in the underground gambling world. There's there's no hangups in the pleasure chamber. Go ahead. Yeah, but the the gambling ring was like the size of a garage, so it's like there's just so much in a condensed area going on. <laughs> It's somebody's basement. Like, they couldn't afford the space, so they had to literally, oh, well, we got to make do with what we got. Who's running this anyway? Is the Yakuza running this? Yeah. Yeah, this was a Yakuza. Okay. And then Frank does his best Batman impression. Crashing through the stained glass. <laughs> the fucking stained glass window with a fucking grappling hook. I'm telling you, man, he's Batman with a machine gun. Yeah, somebody puts the book in the statue's hand and the fucking red jewel falls out and the liquor fucking <laughs> crashes through this fucking window. Why are there so many secret passages in this gambling place? Well, it used to be a museum. <laughs> An orphanage? What? That that doesn't explain anything. <laughs> Why do I need a medal to go to the bathroom? <laughs> um. So yeah, Frank fucking crashes through the 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 ceiling window, and just starts shooting everything inside. He well, first he like he grabs some guy and like you know sends a message more or less, like gives him a threat to pass along, and then spends what felt like forty five <laughs> minutes shooting everything in the room at least once. And he's just I'm like I'm like sir, wait a minute, hold on, I don't know where you're getting ammunition. Please calm down. No, he's like holding it up, like it, he's like Jesse the Body Ventura and fucking Predator. He's just got like a bunch of fucking ammunition. It was everything but people too. He was just shooting every machine and table. He wasn't actually shooting any of the people gambling. No. Yeah, the only guy he shot was the guy with like the fucking briefcase of money that tried to like run away as he's firing when he hits him with a fucking bazooka shell or some shit. He shoots him with a grenade? <laughs> like, Yeah. So he's fucking lighting this place up with a machine gun while simultaneously like pumping grenades into the walls and shit. And this shit goes on for like five minutes. There's like some poor bastard in the corner just paying just playing the fucking penny slots, like trying just to win a few dollars and he's getting shot at. <laughs> the reality is Frank went through the window and then kind of, you know, passed out his feet again and comes to and he's like, Oh man, I thought this was a room full of pedophiles. I forgot where I was for a second. Oh man, there's no kids here. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I could have ripped that bandaid off real fast, but now I have to actually go look for some kids. <laughs> I think they're at the amusement park. Bye. That's where kids go, right? I don't I don't know anything about <laughs> kids anymore. What are they like? Did they establish like what state this takes place in? Because I missed that. No. Okay. I think it's New York because we definitely go to Coney Island soon. Well, is is that what that amusement park is on Coney Island? Because I was just like, yeah. Okay, is it Coney Island or is it a legally distinct but but still representing Coney Island? Unless it's just an amusement park on a pier called Coney Island. <laughs> 
<laughs> amusement park. Welcome to Little Coney Island on the coast of Massachusetts. Um, and then he goes to Shake, and then he is gonna. He's like, they just put him and Shake pull a motorcycle, and Shake's like, the kids are in there. Bye. Yeah. Okay. Shake's Shake's like, uh, the kids are in the Coney Island amusement park. At least that's what my source told me. Can I have one of those guns? (laughs) And Punisher's like, why don't you just stay out here? I'm gonna take the motorcycle. Bye. Listen, I'm I'm barely aware enough to use a weapon. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he fucking drives this motorcycle into the fucking amusement park? Everywhere. Like, into the building. <laughs> Before they go to Coney Island, there's that quick scene following up the casino bust where, like, Dave is talking about where that uh, detective is there, and she's, like, in her street clothes now talking to, to Berkowitz. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And she basically, like, it says, oh, the Punisher, he has the kids, he, he's got them kidnapped, and Berkowitz is like, no. He wouldn't do that. And she's like, oh, wh- 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 what do you know? And he pulls out the fucking picture of uh, Frank Castle's kids. That's right. And he's like, because I just know, like, who Frank is. It's kind of a weird thing that he has a picture of somebody else's kids. Yeah. I mean, they were murdered in a car bomb. I, I-, I kind of get that. Well, we find out later, like, the connection between him and um, LGJ. But, like, um, the this is also the scene, too, where the cops find out that the Yakuza's here. Um, cause they're like, we got these two guys, but they won't talk. And he's like, turn them around real quick. I'm going to rip the shirts off. <laughs> See that tattoo? Yakuza. It's like he could have just said, lift the shirt. Instead, he whips the dude around and just tears his clothes off. Well, that and there was no, like, definitive idea of what a Yakuza tattoo was. It was just an Asian traditional tattoo. Yeah, it was just a big back tattoo. <laughs> For, well, from, from what I understand, um, tattoos are frowned upon in Japanese society, period, because if you have them visible, um, you're you're considered to be one of those types of people and or work for the Yakuza. Right. That, that, that's a big stereotype over there. They use it. They, they kind of they use tattoos the same way like a predator would like fluff out their body like they show up somewhere and like they just take off their sleeves. Well, yeah, but they would they would have like a, a full suit, not just a back piece. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. They would have they'd be covered in head to toe. There is one thing I did uh, pick up on this movie and that's where you first see it is I thought there was very clever product placement because Gossip Jr. has a Reebok jacket Oh yeah! On in this scene, and then when they go to the Coney Island scene, there's a Miller beer truck in the background, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's very clever." It's not like stupid in your face, but it was like we help pay for the movie. You mean Noam was like, "I'll go look up the location on my Sony Vio." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me just use my Apple device. Yeah, that's where the nine mil came from. So, and then Frank is wandering around this fucking uh, like like it's it's like a multi amusement building. Well, he he went into an amusement park and then drove his bike into a Chuck E. Cheese. Like I didn't yeah. understand like <laughs> what happened. <laughs> not only does he do that, but like this is like if if the kids are in there. That's one thing, but like this is clearly a trap, <laughs> and you're just fucking riding your hog in there, and he just like he's like, <laughs> and then like turns it off, and he's like, "Hey, any Yakuza kids in here or what?" I'm so malnourished. I hope this isn't a trap. I haven't eaten in days. I kind of honestly, if you kidnap me, can you at least give me a meal? Am I gonna have to kick some Yakuza ass or what? And he's like, I probably should have walked in here. That motorcycle's really loud. <laughs> 
Yeah, he sneaks into everywhere, like every other scene except for this. Yeah, what's up with that? Hello, Yakuza. I'm on my way. I hope this doesn't take too long. I haven't slept since the gambling ring. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, he hasn't. Is there any slot machines for me to shoot in here or what? There's barely anything in here. What is this? (laughs) I'm going to kill a seesaw. Don't they have a vending machine or something? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to kill an ATM. And then the most ninja entrance of the fucking Yakuza. They come down the slippy slide. Oh, my God. (laughs) The fucking Yakuza coming down this fucking giant kid slide shooting at him? In waves of four on their knees on on the slide that has the fucking bumps. They're just like... And they're just shooting machine guns? They've got some serious rug burn. It's an amusement park slide. You need the little sack to go down on. These fucking dudes are sliding down, shooting these fucking machine guns, and it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) They greased up, man. It's it's the whole thing. It plays like a fucking Virtua Cop level. Like, there's people in ridiculous placements. Like, Frank's just picking them off as they're popping up behind pillars. Reload! Reload! (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of Virtua Cop... They're also all in ski masks in this scene, which I didn't understand. Like, why are they wearing ski masks if they're ninjas? Because they're the Foot Clan, man. So they <laughs> so they come down there. One of them walks up to Frank and he's like, what the fuck are you supposed to be? <laughs> we have a message for you, Mr. Castle. And then he smacks him in the face. Yeah. And then the, then the mute girl just identifies herself like, I'm here too, but I'm not going to say anything. I thought it was Lady Tanaka. I was like, well, you're the only womanly shaped body in this whole room. It must be you. Well, the best part of this scene, besides the fact that they, they beat the shit out of him and they capture him, is he, he he basically gets in this gunfight and realizes he's on the losing end, so he goes to fucking book it on his motorcycle, and one of them takes a fucking chain and whips him off the thing, and he crashes through like a plexiglass thing. The precision of that chain whip. <laughs> well, again, everyone has dead aim when it comes to throwing things or any kind of melee weapon that leaves their hand. It's like the four. They just know where it's going to fucking go. <laughs> Auto lock on. Well, he goes through this glass sheet and he fucking lands face first on this concrete floor. And he's just like, he gets up immediately. <laughs> and somehow isn't unconscious. And then he's only conscious enough to get his ass beat by 15 people. They're like, they're like, get up. He's like, I can't. I'm really tired. Just beat on me here. I'm just going to curl up. All right. Good night. Can I just take a nap right here, please? Good night. Uh, I don't feel pain anymore because everything else is pain. <laughs> He's starting to go into like Gunnar Henson territory with this voice. Let's be real. <laughs> it's been 25 days since I held a sandwich. <laughs> It's been 25 days since I killed a slot machine. If I wasn't a cop, I'd have rations. <laughs> yeah, where's my MRE stash? <laughs> So Chick takes off her mask, and I thought it was Lady Tanaka for sure, but it's mute. It's fucking mute witness. Uh, uh, you know, white chick. It's Lady Knives or something. I don't know what the fuck to call her. Just... Lady e- Lady Ear Knives. She's like, I got a knife up my sleeve. I got a knife in my shoe. My ears, my earrings are knives. My wrists are knives. My hair is knives. All every strand. <laughs> I just I exude knives. Yeah, my fingers turn to knives. My toes turn to knives. Yeah, so they so they capture him and bring him to fucking Foot Clan headquarters, and um. They have him on, like, a stretcher rack. Uh, So Frank's on a fucking stretcher table in Tanaka's hideout, the Foot Clan's hideout. (laughs) And um, he's, like, got chains on his feet and his hands. And she's got this little remote control that, you know, stretches his body out like an old-school torture rack with, like, the wheel. Yeah, they have a whole room devoted to this. There's nothing in this room but two stretch rats <laughs> and two doctors that wear red high heels, apparently. What the fuck was that about? That took me a second. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, I jumped the gun on that one. But <laughs> he, so so she's stretching him out, and he's she's like, 
I don't even know what her goal is here. Like, who, who, what does she want? What information does she want to get out of him? What could Frank possibly know that would assist them? <laughs> like, who are the mobsters? I just know that mobsters exist. I don't know their names. I kill mobsters for a living. You wear a night suit. I kill you. Look, I forgot all of yesterday, okay? I'm a really unreliable source of information right now. He just fucking nods off. Yeah, and she's like, okay, so you have a high tolerance for pain. How about I do it to your buddy? And then Shakes is like on the other table, and he's just like, <laughs> he never cries out in pain? Stop moving the rock, you'll break my back. <laughs> well, another funny thing about this scene is like, they don't hold the stretch position. No. Like when they're stretching, like you could tell they're extending their body and then they're like, all right. And then he pressed stop. Okay. I'm going to relax. Yeah. <laughs> like if it was a medieval stretcher, you wouldn't be able to then relax. No. Yeah. It's ultimately, it's going to be like the best stretch you've ever had. Like he's going to stand up from that and go, well, I feel really limber. <laughs> well, that really helped my sciatica. That was the first bit of stretching I've done in years. Time to go punish again. <laughs> So then he 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 makes his daring escape um, as they go to, to to interrogate Shake or something. They're going to torture him, and he starts to. Okay, who the fuck designed these handcuffs? <laughs> okay, there's a wing nut holding them together, <laughs> and he just starts unscrewing it with his fucking thumb, like he's got no leverage or anything. He just thumbs have biceps. He's just fucking unscrewing this thing. And then he's he looks at one of them and goes, "Hey, come here, I got something to tell you." And then, like they take they take two steps over, it cuts. He does not have this thing all the way spun no. off yet. And then he just it just bah, and then just breaks out and says, "Sayonara!" and takes the gun and shoots these two guys. Do you think Lady Tanaka, like after the fact, came and was like, "How the hell did he escape?" Well, you know those wing nuts we told you. She's like, "Damn." <laughs> Remember we told you about cutting costs on handcuffs? It's not even like halfway off and he just like, <laughs> he's like, come here, guys. The f- Oh, my God. That was so good. He just pulls the fucking guy's gun out of his pants and just blows these guy away. It was like that moment from Inglorious Bastards where he's like, say, what does he say? Say goodbye to your dick or something like that and then shoots him in the penis, like the balls a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Sayonara. <laughs> And then he, he frees Shake and he's like, let's go save some kids, I guess. <laughs> but before, the funny, another thing with that scene outside of the red heels on the stretcher at the end. <laughs> on the doctor guy. Yeah, they put, okay, yeah, they, they, they put one of the doctors on the stretcher, yeah. Is, is the fact that he didn't, he didn't put his shirt on. It was like, well, now I'm stretched and now it's more of a midriff, so I'm just going to wear a jacket. <laughs> yeah. No t-shirt needed. <laughs> I'm like, why doesn't he have his t-shirt on? Did Dolph Lundgren literally just want a scene where he was shirtless? Hey, it's a living. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure somebody wanted a scene where he was just shirtless. We already saw his ass cheeks. Yeah, he was full nude already. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you'll get the full nude again. Don't worry. In the epilogue? So, uh, oh, by the way, Tanaka's like, Tanaka's like, fine. Well, I got to go to a meeting. And he's like, hey, Tanaka, have a nice day. Bye. She's like. Was that supposed to be a, a, a thing, a threat, a catchphrase, something? What was that? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that and I, I love the trope of like Tanaka like over-sexualizing the torture. Oh, yeah. She loves it. With her fucking pinky ring. She's like, yeah. you take torture very well. Yeah, she's rubbing him down. She's like, I'll be back, big, tall, white guy. You have a high threshold for pain. I was married. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> <laughs> so then it cuts it cuts to fucking Lou Gossett Jr. and Sam Leary in the fucking sewers looking for the old pneumatic railway. <laughs> Winston. <laughs> 
as soon as he had the fucking, as soon as I saw those yellow slickers. That yellow rain jacket. Yeah, yeah, that's what did it. It's a river of slime. They just hear from down the distance. They, they hear from one quarter away, slime. <laughs> did you hear that? Sound like a fat Canadian man. We just discovered some kind of psychoactive ooze. <laughs> anyway, what are we doing down here again? They're trying to find Frank Castle's, like, you know, fucking hovel. Lair. Follow the scent of burning candles. Oh, you know what? You get this little uh, backstory information that, uh... Oh, you know, what? Wh- why do you defend uh, this this Punisher character? And he explains, well, you know, I uh, I used to be down in the dumps and I used to be an alcoholic. And then here came shiny new detective Frank Castle and he, he picked me up from my bootstraps and he helped me out. So I feel like I owe him. Here's the thing. If the person who saves you from being the worst you is Frank Castle, you've got some issues to work out, dude. I don't care if it was before his family was killed. He still had that in him. Like, <laughs> yeah. And apparently, like, he was, like, super close with him, too, because he, like, knew, he, he knows the family really well and the kids. Um, so now, right after this is, Dave, is that scene in the fucking restaurant. Oh, man. <laughs> the second, like, wise guy meeting. Hey, have you ever seen The Godfather? Remember when Michael shoots that cop? This is, like, my favorite <laughs> scene of the movie. This seems very bizarre, but it's very intriguing because it just kind of ramps up the weirdness as it progresses. And it's like a second-by-second thing. You're like, I'm not, I haven't caught up with you yet. You already have knife earrings. What the fuck? Yeah. um, So the wise guys are all sitting around a table and they're like, this fucking deal bullshit or whatever. And then Lady Tanaka comes in and all of the other patrons stand up and shoot the shit out of the wise guy's henchmen. Behind them? She also has 12 American sleeper agents. <laughs> yeah, like old, old fucking women. One being a 70-year-old grandma, <laughs> single-handing an AK-47. <laughs> Don't fuck with Grammy. Uh, and then they kind of have an exchange, and um, one of them, I think, says, like, what, are you going to kill us? And then she hits him with the fist of the North Star, and she's like, you're already dead. <laughs> he, yeah, he's like, he's like, well, fucking do it already if you're going to do but it. Prior to that, the, the, the big mouth guy was like, you're not going to drink the wine? He's like, no, oh my God, fucking cold. He said, I'm on medication. And refuses to drink the alcohol. I'm on medication. <laughs> what a tough, wise guy. So uh, Lady Tanaka like picks up a glass of champagne, and she's like, champagne. And then she like does the finger trick with like the singing glasses and chokes these men to death with the sound? See, I thought they were poisoned. Yeah, I thought they were poisoned. Oh. And it's like, I'm like, did you did you lace the wine with tiny bombs that only go off when you play this, like, super high... Free- is, it like a, is it like a dog whistle? Like, I thought it was just a timing thing. Like, she, like, timed her yeah. uh, arrival okay. for, like, the poison to set in. They're just waiting outside in their vans, like, any minute now. But uh, whiny medication guy, he didn't drink it, so he goes to run away and, and, and fucking mute daughter throws her earrings at his hands and he's... Gets fucking crucified at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of all, these earrings change shape midair because they start as earrings, and then when they're thrown, they must grow like four inches because they're able to to pin this guy against the wall. She's always ripping these things out of her ears too. Do they do they just like grow back? She has extras in her hair. She just pulls them out and she just fucking reattaches them. Um. Yeah, I feel like a real fucking 
idiot for not even realizing about the poison thing because it was so subtle. And I was like, uh, I just got it right now when you guys said that. Tanaka uh, also shows her, it, it demonstrates her skill with the one-liner, uh, takes this dude's pistol from his fucking jacket and says, you refuse the drink, we'll have the chaser, and sticks the revolver in his mouth and pulls the trigger. Oh, it's fucking great, man. Um, even without on-screen death, this movie is very graphic. Yeah. People are getting offed in really horrible ways. There's a lot of guns and mouths, too. Yeah. Yes. So then um, Punisher steals a bus. <laughs> I was supposed to go pick up some clowns along the way. I think I I think I missed my stop. Bapo bapo, I'm in trouble. I'm in, you're in trouble. That's what's going to happen. Y- y- get off the bus, wino man. I got to <laughs> go pick up some kids. I got to go help Heath Ledger rob a bank. <laughs> Uh, so Frank steals a bus and just fucking turns into a siege weapon, more or less, because only Frank Castle could. Yeah. He storms this building, um, with a bus, and he fucking starts shooting people left and right, um, and he, uh, finds the children, uh, saves, he starts to rescue all but one, because Tommy's missing, he's been, Tommy is Franco's son, he's been kind of carted off. Um, there was a moment during this big action action sequence where, like, Frank's driving the fucking bus full of kids, and he, like, rams it through some structure where some guy is on, (laughs) and then that guy falls into the bus. Yeah, he faces through the bus. (laughs) Dude, okay, it's like a blockade, and it's it's the Yakuza and mob guys, and he drives the bus through this truck, and the, the Yakuza guy dives through the windshield into the bus like on purpose and i'm like holy <laughs> shit yo if i was frank castle i would take that guy a whole lot more seriously from that moment on it was like this guy's crazy <laughs> and he's fucking and then like what does he do does he like kick him out or some shit oh yeah i was watching that and i was like how did he get inside <laughs> yeah dude he like jumped he like he like kamikaze into the fucking bus <laughs> to get he's frank like, not today scumbag just dives through the fucking windshield and then along with all the other deaths and killing that's in this movie they even have the children killing in this movie because then the one dude is hanging onto the window and they're playing little piggy went to the market with him and he fucking then gets ran over by his buddy (laughs) that was pretty graphic when this guy drops and gets run over by this fucking car i was like oh shit (laughs) like gets his whole ribs caved this movie this was the point in the movie where i just said this is fucking indiana jones (laughs) like straight up He is, you know, he is very swashbuckling for for the Punisher. I love how, like, Frank was like, stay on the bus, don't leave. It's just like, did you really think they were going to go anywhere? (laughs) Where else are we going to go? We don't know where we are. We're just as malnourished as you are. Look, I don't know where I am half the time, okay? Do as I say, not as I do. Just get down and get under the seat. Here we go. I'm going to run this guy off the road into a fucking extermination truck, and they're going to explode 20 times. Yeah, that was that was odd. Because <laughs> that's what happens next. <laughs> and during all these scenes of, like, the cuts, if you pay attention to his beard, you can tell how many takes they did because his beard looks different every time they cut back to him during this during this scene. It's freshly painted, and then, like, they cut again, and it's just barely there, and they cut back, and it's freshly painted again. Or or he'll be missing the mustache some of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also has, like, painted bags under his eyes that are, like, way too intense. Well, uh, especially, like, right after he got, when he did the self-branding, he looks like a heroin addict when they yeah. show that scene. Cause, <laughs> he looks like shit. He looks effectively like shit. I'm like, he looks so much, he looks so terrible, I would believe he wouldn't be able to stand up. <laughs> it, like, it looks like bad theatrical makeup like you'd yeah. see uh, like on a halloween uh makeup kit like on like the picture yeah 
And he's kind of got this, like, machinist look going to him. He just looks all fucking sunken in and everything. Yeah. Can you imagine Dolph Lundgren at six foot five and 113 pounds? That's terrifying. He's like Slender Man at that point, right? That would be scary shit. <laughs> so then there's, like, a police blockade, and Frank comes up to it and, like, pulls the bus up next to it and then opens the door and lets the kids out. And basically he just, like, gives himself up to the cops. He also handles that bus like it's a Ford Escape. Yeah. Like, there's no way that that bus would have handled that turn. No. In any would've... way, shape, or form, the way he spun that. No, he would have flipped and crushed those cups. <laughs> Mr. Castle, you ever driven one of these before? I don't remember, but I think my muscle memory is taken over. I have my class two license. It's fine. So, uh, this this sequence in the prison in the jail cell is actually my favorite one from the movie. It's pretty good, man. I I actually like this because it get this movie gets shockingly real for a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. And because also, I don't think in any of the adaptations so far is you have like a, a like a level headed person walking up to Frank Castle, the Punisher. And just smacking the shit out of him like an upset dad. <laughs> this also has the best line of the movie as well. Yes, it does. Okay, so first we there's like this close-up shot of Frank and he's like having a bad dream. Uh, he's having a dream about his wife and kids. And, and, and here we get like the full scene where he's like coming home from work and his family's getting in their car for whatever reason. And they like explode and then like they're not blown up all the way yet and he like runs to the window and he's like banging on the window because his wife and kids are in there and then the car explodes again and somehow he survives because he's like right next to the fucking car when it blows up he is he is up in the car's business when this thing goes off well this is also where you find out because you know Berkowitz slaps the shit out of him and then he goes you know you killed 125 people <laughs> in five years what justifies that no, no, he said, he said, what do you call that? He's like, work in progress. Yeah, <laughs> fucking so good. A job well done. I call that a good start. Um, no, I love this whole sequence because he gets in there and he kind of tries to level with Frank. Like, he tries to talk to him as his friend. And then when that doesn't work, he just gets down on his level and just starts yelling at him in his face. And he's like, what is he, what is he saying to him? He's like, snap out of it, like, snap out of it, like, you know, wake up, wake up or something like that. He's like, you know, he's telling Lewis Gossett Jr. is just like, let me in, Frank. I did with my family too, motherfucker. Let me in, motherfucker. Yeah, let me in. And like, fucking Frank is just putting his hands up, not <laughs> defending himself. Just like, stop hitting me. He's like, can you stop hitting me, please? I'm in a bad place. And like, Dolph Lundgren's a stone face and Lewis Gossett Jr. is like spitting all over him like, motherfucking yeah. Frank, let me it's, in, Frank! It's it's kind of an awesome exchange that I don't think anyone's really done before with this character on screen. Like, no one no one has, has belittled him like he's a child. Successfully, anyway. But he was supposed to be like his best friend or whatever, so. Yeah, but at this point, like, his friend is doing as acting so stupid, he might as well take the approach of an angry father. He's just like, okay, you don't listen, I'm gonna start giving you hands. This this scene was like the equivalent of a, a parent not understanding their child listening to emo music. <laughs> God damn it, Frank, I told you to stop listening to the death metal. It's just a phase. It's not a phase, Dad. <laughs> you just don't get Bauhaus, Dad. I'll buy my boots where I want. <laughs> I'll wear black pants with chains on them if I want them. <laughs> it's called industrial. I'm gonna run away, you'll see. And he does. So Lou Gossett Jr. fucking, he's like, all right, fine, fuck you, bye. And he's like, I can't help you, now you're fucked. Doesn't he and give he him a good old fuck you, too? He just ends it, but he's like, all right, fuck you, Frank. Just... <laughs> He literally says, fuck you, Frank, and leaves. <laughs> so Frank's gonna, about to get put on trial, right? And um, it's all over the news, and Franco is sitting in his kid's room. because t- now, now, remember, Tommy 
it hasn't wasn't rescued he's still captured by the yakuza you know he there's also that subplot which we didn't really talk much about but that it's it's implied that the yakuza is going to take the kids that they took from the the mobsters and sell them as slaves yeah which is fucking cra- that well that was the whole reason that okay we forgot to say that but like that's the whole reason shakes proposes to uh Dolph Lundgren and he's like he's like but they're going to make them slaves in a, in the black market trade and he's like Sucks for them, or whatever. I kill bad guys, I don't save kids. Yeah, I'm not a babysitter. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I love how the scene plays out, because they didn't have really have to say anything. Like, Frank was just watching the TV, and it says, like, oh, Frank Castle, blah, 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 saved the, all the, you know, children who were kidnapped. And he kind of just has this look like, huh. And then I think, I don't think he says anything. It just cuts. And then you kind of know what's going to happen. I thought that was really interesting. There's a scene of uh, Frank in the paddy wagon with Leary, and she's basically grilling him. She's like, Berkowitz was your friend. Blah, 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 Oh, oh, basically telling her, telling Frank, like, how Berkowitz was bearing this by himself for five years when he could have been there for him. And I'm like, that's, that's not even, what are you talking about? Like, Frank's actual wife and actual <laughs> kids were killed in front of him yeah <laughs> why would he console the other person about his pr- you know what i mean yeah it's 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 like a shocking amount of insensitivity come from someone who's never faced that kind of tragedy yeah why don't you care about his feelings about your family that died <laughs> i'm a detective <laughs> i was also a hooker once is it my time to leave the movie yet oh okay here we come i'm gonna get hit in the face with a gun and disappear it just about is <laughs> She fucking Joe Estevezes. She just leaves the film. <laughs> I think when Franco clocks her with the gun, she turns into dust. So, yeah, Franco fucking pulls out in his fucking Corvette and, like, runs in the fucking uh, paddy wagon off the road. And he's got, like, some kind of spray chemical. He's like the fucking Joker for a second with, like, knockout gas or some shit. He's like fucking <laughs> Kevin from Split. <laughs> so he sprays him with, like, I don't know, chloroform, something. like Lysol? Yeah. It's, it's just like soap, and Frank's like, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> he just passes out. You're gonna lose my beard. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna spray off my facial hair. <laughs> I'm melting. What a world. What a world. It's just water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's lavender essential oil. He can't handle the nutrient over Loads or just passes out. <laughs> Too much. I just need drop. Franco uh, takes, you know, the Punisher back to his hideout and he's got him all chained up. And, you know, he wants, you know, the Punisher basically to go get his son. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and the guy's like, okay, you're going to play hardball? All right, bring the guy in. They come and they got fucking Berkowitz tied up. He's like, yeah, okay, you're not going to help me? Well, he's like, how about a life for a life? Frank's like, who are you again? <laughs> Where am I again? Do I do I know who are all of you? <laughs> and you were there, and you were there. <laughs> Cybo Man was there. John Hurt was there. Can't, oh God. Uh, so Castle agrees, um, and then him and fucking Franco have to buddy up. Uh, I think at some point doesn't Franco offer him body armor, and he's like, Nah. Hold on, we're missing the best part here. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. like cut to Lou Gossett Jr. being held by this guy. Like, one of his henchmen, one of Franco's henchmen. And he's like, hey, man, I really got to take a piss. I'm going to leave a yellow stain on your boss's shit. And he's like, all right, fine. And he's like, well, are you going to hold my dick or are you going to fucking take these handcuffs off? Yeah, and then and then bamboozles him with the tried and true method of, I have to pee. Yeah, but this is the best part because this guy's my favorite guy. The, uh, hey, man, I got the pizza guy. <laughs> because, like... 
Lou Gossett Jr. is about to leave, and he shoots this dude, and this guy comes in for literally a split second and goes, Hey, I got the pizza! And he shovels the pizza in this guy's face and shoots him in the chest. And then he bends down and picks a slice up and pick, takes a fucking bite. <laughs> hey, man, I got the pizza guy is the best. That guy was just a delivery driver. I love it. Like, <laughs> like his friends are like, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, I got a, I got a part in that movie, The Punisher. And he's like, oh, Really? What part do you play? Hey, man, I got the pizza guy. <laughs> we never even saw your face. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's covered in pepperoni. Uh, he doesn't even turn that corner all the way before that pizza is up and in his face. No, like, the, the, the he's got the box open in his hand, and he's pulling a piece out for himself. He's like, hey, man, got the, and, like, the cardboard is obscuring his face, and just blam! Dude, I had to pause because I was laughing so hard. The pizza stayed intact, though, because the slice that... Gossip Jr. took looked perfectly fine. He was like, I gotta maintain my caloric intake. Can't turn out like Frank. <laughs> hey, did you bring me a slice? Oh, it's got anchovies? No thanks. I don't like meat lovers. God damn it, Frank, why are you so complicated? Didn't they have any Hawaiian? So this is where Franco and uh, and uh, the Punisher team up. And go siege a building from Only God Forgives because everything's lit with fucking big, big red neons. Well, they cut the power, so... This whole um, Yakuza hideout is really fucking cool. There's, like, all soft white lighting all over the place because there's, like, rice paper walls all over the place. Um, And then when they cut the power, it's, like, bathed in, like, red, and it looks really cool. But there's so many flaws with this scene because I feel like they built it up like a fucking video game level. (laughs) It's, like, a level – it's literally, like, a level of Contra where they just, like, come in and blast all these guys practicing with – with wooden swords, and then they shoot a guy in a hallway through paper thin walls at each other, but they don't hit like Frank and Frank Castle are shooting that guy in the hallway yeah. through the walls. At each other. Yeah, yeah, but they don't... At each other. And like, they don't shoot themselves. There's also, like, if you look at this from a top-down view, you're like, there's a mob, there's a mob, there's a single enemy, and there's a mob. Like, they, it's, they are structured like Doom villains. And then there's the fucking mini-boss with the grappling claw. Oh, man, those guys were great. <laughs> Can somebody, real quick, can please somebody explain to me why Franco is dressed like Daryl Hall? <laughs> what, with his acid denim jacket? Yeah, the denim jacket with the fucking collar popped and shit. He's, he's trying to look casual. He doesn't want to be saw as a mob in the public. I haven't gone out and mafia in a long time. I better dress for the occasion. Well, I want to dress too expensive. <laughs> Fell out of the rich girl video. It's like a fucking members-only jacket, like a blue turtle to- uh, a turtleneck or some shit like that. Well, Frank, he leaves behind fucking uh, the thespian with the C4 on the fucking electrical box. Oh, yeah. And he's like, here, here here's the trigger. Uh, at 15 minutes, hit the first button, and then, you know, I forget what he, like, and then hit the second, another 15 after that. Yeah. And they get, the guy's, like, fucking drunk and fucking around, reading a book, God knows what, and he drops the goddamn trigger in a sewer vent. Yeah, and he, like, pokes the first button, so he's trying to get it out of there, and he's like, oh, I dropped the fucking remote. <laughs> And he like pushes the the a fucking knife into the first button, and that blows the fucking uh, electrical box, so all the lights go out like prematurely. And then he like <laughs> shoots the he like puts a okay. So so then Frank and Franco, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Franco and Frank law firm, Franco and Frank, he, he is our business card. They're, they're, like, going through the thing, and like Dave said, uh, they get to the fucking mini-bosses, and they're, like, two, they're, like, dressed as, like, shogun warriors, 
and like they're they're pretending to be statues, and then one of them's got a fucking sword, and the other one's got like uh, you know uh, a knife at the end of the chain. I don't know what you call that. Kind of. Well, yeah, he has a he has a grappling claw. Oh yeah, is that what it's called? And he's using it as a weapon. Well, it's what they use to climb, but he's using it as a weapon. I thought that was a weapon, like the chained thing. If you swing anything in this Frank Castle's face, he'd be like, "Whoa, hey, cut it out!" <laughs> if it had a knife on it, it'd be a kunai, which is like what Scorpion uses. But like he has right. A, that's what he, I thought it was. He clearly has a grappling claw because it hooks onto Frank's shoulder at the one scene and pulls him down. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. And oh, like shit. the funniest part is like there's two dudes in the room and the and the other dude's like. I'm just going to stand here very still and watch my friend get killed. <laughs> and then he gets his friend gets impaled on the wall and there's a really sick like pan like long pan shot where you see him fighting the second guy yeah. with the other guy still impaled on the wall. Yeah. And for whatever reason Every sword on the walls is sheathed, but he falls on a fucking, like, guitar rack full of swords. <laughs> he falls on, like, those Klingon warblades or some shit like that. It's yeah. just fucking pointy shit. They look like Katana's fans from Mortal Kombat that he fucking For fell sure. On. I was just about to say that. Which, like, he would have to fall so aggressively on that because the weight distribution with that many points, it wouldn't have gone through him that easily no. either. But I mean, Katana's, it's a very ginger fall. Yeah. Katana's fly through windshields in this movie. So clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I think Frank like uppercuts him onto that fucking thing. And then he's like, see you later. Stick around. By the way, Frank's hand to hand sequence in this movie all look like someone who is malnourished and lacking on sleep. Like he's falling all over the place. <laughs> he's fucking throwing wide punches. He just laying down for seconds at a time. He's like, well, this was before he studied for Rocky. So, I mean, he wasn't prepared. (laughs) He dies. He dies. (laughs) That's what happened. This Frank Castle wanted to become a boxer. And then he gets to the final boss, which is, you know, Tanaka. Yeah, in kabuki makeup. Who's now done up in full geisha makeup. Full geisha makeup. Why? She's like, this is my business casual look. Like, no, before he before that, he fights uh, uh, the silent white chick. The Great White Ninja. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And quickly snaps her neck. That is that is where he, every time he grabs her, she pulls a new knife from a new part of her body. <laughs> this fight fucking was fucking earrings. great, she's dude. Got, she's got necklaces. She's got wristlets. She's got, her fucking shoes have blades that come out of multiple points. He's just fucking <laughs> slap fighting her the whole time. He, like, throws her through a fucking wall and she, like, plays dead and he, like, goes in. <laughs> he's like, oh, finally she's dead. And she, like, wakes up and throws something at him. Yeah, he he looks really fucking stupid there. <laughs> he, lo- he looks at her and he's like, oh, she's sleeping. I wish I could sleep. <laughs> <laughs> she looks really comfortable. She's looking at her all tuckered out. And then they get up and they have like, a, like Frank is getting sliced and kicked and yeah. cut and is taking more, well more damage than he should. And finally he's like, we fucking stop it. He just snaps her neck. <laughs> he like goes around her and just fucking snaps it like a fucking twig. And it looked like it just, it was something he did because he was annoyed. So now we get to fucking Lady Tanaka and she has, <laughs> she has Tommy and she's fucking, why is she decked out in full geisha makeup? Like, I don't know. If Franco is wearing denim, I'm wearing my royal garb. <laughs> Like, everyone, everyone had a costume change for that scene, so it was just like... <laughs> yeah, the only one that didn't was Frank. Goldblatt was like, here's the fucking finale. Put him in the geisha makeup. There's a there's an, uh, a time and place for geisha makeup. I'm just not sure what it is. I don't want to sit here and claim to be an expert in Japanese culture, but it just seems, it seems really out of place here. It's not for fighting, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not for taking hostages. <laughs> so Franco comes in, and um, Tanaka has Tommy... Uh, like he, he, she's holding him hostage with like a knife to his throat, and she's like, 
she's like, put the fucking gun down or your son dies. And he's like, okay. And she's like, and he's like, what do you want from me? What, what do you want? What do I got to do? And she's like, get down on your knees, put the fucking gun in your mouth, blow your brains out in front of your kid. I thought you told me to put the gun down. And Franco starts sobbing. Uh, and before this reaches the critical point, yeah, <laughs> Frank Castle <laughs> drunkenly jumps through a paper wall. Paper wall? It's a fucking glass wall. What are you talking about? Glass shatters all over the room. Yeah, he like jumps through a fucking window into the room. It's like John McClane, for God's sakes. <laughs> Throws a knife square into the middle of Tanaka's forehead. And she's like, eh, eh. She goes down like a sack of rice, dude. She's out. Um, and then Franco demonstrating that he is the dumbest man alive. I couldn't believe this happened. I figured he'd be like, see you later, Frank. But instead he's like... Uh, you're the Punisher, and, uh, I'm a bad guy, so, ha-ha! <laughs> well, he's like, he's like, come on, Tommy, get out, go, leave the room for a second, Dad's <laughs> gotta do something. And he's like, hey, Frank, look, uh, thanks for saving my kid, <laughs> but, uh, when I get out of here, y- yeah, when I get out of here, I'm gonna make the biggest crime syndicate in the fucking world, because everybody's dead and you helped me kill them. I, I learned nothing from this experience. <laughs> and then and then when Tommy grows up, he's going to inherit it all. And then, you know, I, I, I can't have you kill the kid in five years or whatever. So what? Uh, you got to die. If I've learned anything from the Punisher, this is probably the right play on Franco's part. Well, yeah, because then uh, he would have had the, the awful luck of seeing him, uh, him and his son killed by the same man. So then, like, first of all, Frank is laying on the ground this whole time, just looking like he's fucking had it. He's laying his fucking arms over his head, and he's like, whatever you're going to do, just fucking do it, all right? (laughs) So Tommy walks in, and he's like, don't shoot him, Dad. And he's like, get out of here, Tommy. And then fucking Punisher, like, kicks kicks out Franco's legs, and they, like, kind of, like, awkwardly wrestle a little bit. They quote-unquote wrestle. It's like two guys that don't want to hurt each other, like... Rolling around on the ground. <laughs> it, it is. It's, remember the end, the fight at the end of Equilibrium where they're just slapping guns around? It's yeah. all the way on the opposite <laughs> end of that spectrum where there's no grace, there's no precision. Everyone's just like, give me the gun. No, give me the gun. I want the gun. You t- Give me the gun. Get your hand off my butt. Yeah. It starts like <laughs> peeling fingers off one at a time and spitting on each other's hands. So then Frank gets the gun, shoots Franco, but he's wearing body armor. But let me tell you something. That's a fucking magnum, dude. <laughs> At that range, he would have put a fucking golf ball size hole in Franco's chest. Like, even if it didn't kill him, he he would be like, the wind knocked out of him, fall back, I'm on the ground in pain kind of shit. A few ribs would be broken, he'd be having trouble breathing. Yeah, he's a fucking foot away from him when he shoots him. And he's just like, nope, got a fucking body armor on. And then he jumps for Frank again, they fall down, and then, like, Frank shoots him, like, or it's one of those scenes where like they're both struggling and the gun goes off and you don't see who gets shot but i guess frank like shot him around the side of the body armor yeah in like the armpit yeah <laughs> you shot me in the armpit that's my most vital place i'm dead it's my achilles armpit <laughs> so he stands up and he fucking pulls blood like he pulls his bloody hand out of his shirt and just falls over and dies and then uh, Frank drops the gun. He goes to walk away, and Tommy picks it up, and he's like, I'm going to kill you for killing my dad. Even though I just wanted to save you. Um, and then Ca- Frank Castle looks down at presumably a 10-year-old boy and says, Stay a good boy. or grow up to be a good man. <laughs> and the subtext there is, I will totally hunt you down and kill you. 
<laughs> if you're a bad boy, I'm going to get you. Um, and then Lou Gossett Jr. shows up and he's like, he's like, Where, which way did he go? Where, where's Frank? He sees the kid standing there with his dead, with dead Franco. And he's like, where's Frank? Where'd he go? And then he sees like a blood trail, like leading outside. He goes outside onto the fucking like roof of this building and he just leans over the edge and he's like, Frank! <laughs> and it pulls out and it's just like, and then it just cuts to Frank in the sewer and he's like, this is my epilogue where I'm naked again in the sewer. Yeah, but at this time, the epilogue is pulled back a lot further and you get to see the silhouette of Dolph Lundgren's nutsack. <laughs> And the weirdest part about this is that he's sitting, he's like, he was so inspired by killing all those Asian Yakuza that now he's sitting like a fucking Asian person on stone in front of whatever fireplace he has underneath there, butt ass naked, with his legs spread enough to where his ball sack is so clear (laughs) that... I don't know how they didn't catch this in post that... Uh, so you're saying we caught a, a glimpse of Dolph Lundgren's? Yes, precisely. <laughs> His under Lundgren's? His <laughs> Oh, right me under Lundgren's. Right, he got me right me under Lundgren's there, mate. <laughs> uh, so he's like... He's like, yeah, well, here's that thing again about God and how I have to punish people. And I'm going to just stay naked in the sewer here's the title of the movie and then the fucking punisher logo comes up and then we cut to black uh this movie is fucking fantastic you want to know something crazy i looked this up real quick so i want to see you know what this rotten tomato score is what 28 how is that possible i don't know because this was really really fun and i feel like time has been very kind to this movie yeah for sure man because you got bitch-ass fanboys that only watch the marvel cinematic universe and they're like this is a terrible superhero movie yeah and like the one thing i remember people always said about this was like that's a terrible punisher movie he doesn't even have the skull logo i'm like and then after seeing it now, I'm like, yeah, but that's the only thing that was missing. That's the only thing. And you know what? You didn't even fucking need it, man. No. And he didn't have it in the Tom Jane movie until the last ten fucking minutes. Yeah. Like, it's okay. So, for fun, uh, and just a little bit of trivia to end this episode with, I went and got uh, all the kill counts for all of Frank Castle's on-screen appearances, and I split... Daredevil Season 2, Season 1, and Season 2 of his show into three separate categories. That way, John Bernthal isn't landsliding this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, because that's a little unfair, dude. So do you want to guess the numbers, or do you want somebody to say it? And you know, a little participation aspect of it. Oh, this is fun. I like this game. Okay, let's go with this one. Punisher 89. Who's Who's got a number? Uh, 55. Mm, okay. Dave? Uh, 56. Okay. Sean? <laughs> uh... I'd say about 40. Okay, so the number of on-screen deaths is 54. Ooh, wow, oh, you guys are close. Now, now, here's where this movie gets a weird asterisk, because it says he has killed 125 criminals in five years, so it brings his total kill count to 179. <laughs> okay. Um. All right, Punisher 2004. Oh, uh, fuck. His whole fucking extended family gets killed in that movie. Well, that's this is only Frank's body count, and I had to separate that. It's okay, so Joe, how many do you think? Um... Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, f- I'm gonna say, forty. Okay, Dave. Uh, thirty-five. Okay, Sean. I'm gonna go conservative on this one. I think it's only about twenty. It is twenty-five. Oh man, 
He doesn't kill as many people in that movie. He just kills John Travolta. No, he doesn't. He spends a lot of time, like, meandering in his fucking hideout and, like, coming up with, like, really complicated plans. He just wants his kids back. That movie only has one good scene, so. The Russian? I like that movie, but yeah, the Russian fight is fucking rad. No, not even that. I was saying the, the ice pop scene, because that's oh. literally off the page of John Romita Jr.'s Warzone comic. Oh, that's right. Yeah, not to go off on Speaking too much of, of a Warzone. side tangent, but a uh, great comic, if you ever get a chance yes. to read it. Oh, Absolutely. When actually Ramita Jr. cared about drawing. <laughs> Fucking A. Speaking of Warzone, we go to the, that's the next movie. Um, Joe, how many people do you think killed in Warzone? Oh boy. Um, 60. Dave? I'm saying 80. There's a lot of massacring that movie. <laughs> Sean? Yeah. I'm just going to go straight up and say 100 because I feel like that was the movie they were just like trying to one up everything before it. 114. <laughs> Wow. Now here's here's some surprises. Okay, this is this is Punisher in Daredevil season two. So keep in mind he is not the main character of this show. Uh, Joe, how many people do you think he killed in the Punisher series? In the, no, this is just season by season. So this is just Daredevil season two right now. Daredevil season. Oh, uh, uh, fifteen. Okay, Dave. Never seen it, so I don't know. Twenty. Yeah, me either. I'm kind of. Okay. I have no just idea. T- <laughs> guess a <the> number. <laughs> Twelve. Okay, ninety-eight. <laughs> what? Come on. He is in, like, his amount of screen time is limited, but they make, he kills eight people in one fight scene. I did, really? Yes. I gotta watch that again. Um, They made Frank into a fucking mass murdering killing machine. Okay, so season one, Joe. 30. Okay, Dave. Never seen it again, so I have no idea. Okay, Sean. Um, If it was 98 in season two of Daredevil, I'll say, um. 230. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 90 this time. And then because uh, I don't think anyone, yeah, I don't think anyone's seen all of Punisher season two yet, so I won't make anybody guess. I haven't even watched the first episode of it. Was it that many? Uh, yeah. Um, that's, I, I don't remember it being that many. Anyway. Punisher, Punisher season two, he killed 103 people. I think the actual amount of like, and I, I looked into this, the, the 2004 Punisher has like, f- like 54 on-screen deaths, but a third of them are Frank's family. Yeah, and then Warzone, I think at some point, he annihilates an entire hallway full of criminals. It's like 40 people at once. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Warzone's the best. I fucking love Warzone, and it's so campy and ridiculous, and what's-his-face as Jigsaw is just a a magnet of overacting and just just chewing up scenery. Yeah, so uh, where are we putting this, fellas? This is a shelf movie. Um, Like I said, I saw this movie when I was a kid, had very fleeting memories of it. Uh, I remember it being poor, and I also know it has a reputation for being such, but having been on the Phantom Zone the past few years and having to watch movies like, I don't know, the Swamp Thing movie? Uh, <laughs> this movie is a fucking breath of fresh air compared to that piece of shit where at the end of it someone turns into a fucking werewolf for some reason. I almost chose uh, the Return of Swamp thing instead of oh Punisher. Oh my so. god. <laughs> Minorsky gold, baby. Uh, who's next? I'm uh, too lazy to collect DVDs, so I have everything on a hard drive. It's the first answer of its kind in this show. That's not how this works. It's either in the dumpster or on the shelf. Guess the shelf, then. Uh, I love this movie. I have... This is what I wish the MCU was more of, personally. So This is, this is definitely a shelf movie for me. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it was. It was almost like a, a, a John Woo movie made in America before John Woo came to America, if that makes sense. <laughs> Okay. I was going to say earlier that this movie can sit right in the same pile as, like, Cobra and fucking uh, Commando and all kinds of, like, those fucking 80s macho machine gun movies. Yes. There was a specific scene in this film that made me think of uh, the movie Hard Boiled directly. 
Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this film. It's it, oh, um, I, I love Hard Boiled. One of the best fucking action movies ever made. But it's uh, John Woo with uh, Chow Young Fat, and the scene when he's uh, the the Punisher shoots the harpoon in the guy and like flies down with the machine gun just made me think of Hard Boiled because there's a scene in that. Very similar. Chow Young Fat's in a fucking warehouse going down a uh, zip line, just shooting people in a warehouse with a machine gun. And there's and there's doves everywhere. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> so yeah, this this was a fun action movie. I also feel like after this film, Lundgren went to his agent. It was like, if you could find me something else with Yakuza in it, I'll do it. And then Showdown in Little Tokyo happened. Yeah. <laughs> And Shang Tsung was like, come on, fight me. Jesus Christ, what a mismatch. <laughs> Dolph's like twice that guy's size. When I met Kerry Tagawa, and he's like, that's a really old movie. And I'm like, yup. <laughs> <laughs> Most people just ask me about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. And that was the end of that conversation. But uh, but yeah, this is definitely a shelf movie for me. This is like the epitome of fucking 80s. Like, this is late 80s action movies at its fucking peak. It's fantastic. It's, it hits all the fucking right tasty notes for me. Um, you got your nostalgia factor. You got your comic book factor. You got your fucking... Uh, the body count is way up there. The ridiculous explosions. The stunts in this movie are fucking amazing. And it's just very... It's just a very satisfying, fun watch. Um, so, yeah. It is a very easy movie to sit back and just kind of accept it and have fun with it. It doesn't ask too much of you. Uh, at any point, and it's very simple. It's very easy to condense into a few sentences as far as what happens. Um, and it's like an hour and fucking 30 minutes long. It's a breeze. And just just to touch on the director, Mark Goldblatt, he only directed Dead Heat in this movie, and then there was some TV drama that he directed, but he was editor on Terminator 1, Terminator 2, Rambo 2, Whoa. Predator 2, Whoa! X Men: Last Stand, True uh, Lies, Starship Troopers, Halloween Two, Enter the Ninja, Howling, and fucking Super Mario Brothers. So I that's mean, that's a fucking hell of a palette there. Well, I mean, you look at this movie and it has literally everything that those movies have in this. It does, yeah. <laughs> so he was he took all his editing skills and everything he loved and put into his directing debut. So yeah, and the writer of this movie hasn't done really shit at all. Uh, Boaz Yakin. But last year he came out with, uh, he did the script for Boarding School, which is a pretty cool, like, suspenseful, like, thriller movie, if you guys haven't seen it. Highly recommend. Awesome. Definitely got to check that out. I've never even heard of it. He also uh, looks like he directed Remember the Titans as well. Like I said, nothing worthwhile. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, hold on. But he wrote the smash hit Prince of Persia and The Sands of Time. No, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I just want to, I want to plug Dave's new comic book coming out again uh fish town and uh where can we find that again dave it will be live on indiegogo and if you go to indiegogo.com forward slash projects forward slash fish town and where can um where can listeners check out all your artwork and where can they hook up with you you can find me on twitter at scaredy xcat and on instagram at the underscore scaredy cat and i post primarily on there awesome so that's it that's the punisher from 1989 directed by mark goldblatt i'm joel escola i'm shutter work i'm connor mcgraw and i'm dave deforn thanks for visiting the dumpster hey man i got the pizza 